This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. 93-7, the ticket veteran and Ortega connoisseur, Jake Bakoven. I like Ortega and I like Pepper. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. We are back here on the block on a Thursday. A little bit tipsy now after Thirsty Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Daryl Strawberry Beer. Yeah, that Daryl Strawberry Beer. I, I'll get I, those drinks were delicious today. Maybe not quite the pickle beer that we had uh, a couple weeks ago. I'm a big fan of that pickle beer. Are but you just trolling, or did you actually like it? To a degree, I'm trolling also because you can't you can like drink four of those or anything. Uh, but I did enjoy it. I, I kind of like pickles myself. Oh god! And pickles are American. <laughs> I don't know. If that they, was no. I don't that was they originated. From that America. was rough. Yeah. That that I was I was not. A fit. Well, I don't like pickles, so that didn't really help. Oh, out, that's right. You take pickles off your sandwiches to begin with. I do. I yeah, do. So that that's got to be pretty tough for you. Uh, we are rolling here on the block as uh, Strick is off in Vegas getting some business done. As you know, he's a businessman. Uh, watching some summer league too while he's at it. Uh, so uh, by the way, did you see Bryce McGowan's? The other night, did you see his uh, stat line? No, I didn't see it. Uh, he did pretty well, and I lost my paper. But he had uh, twenty-four points on uh, wow. on five three-pointers, five of six from beyond the arc. Really? That would have been nice. What you was about to say? Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> that would have been great. Uh, he had yeah, he totaled twenty-four points, uh, two rebounds, and assist. Um, I was kind of reading up on on kind of what the the Charlotte people are thinking of it. Um, they said he's also shown the ability to be an effective ball handler, which you know he brought the ball up. Um, but was never, he, he didn't feel like a guy that would like break the press or anything, mm-hmm. but you know, maybe he's improving on that. And that's something too, I guess they're having a little bit of a problem in Charlotte. So they're looking for guys on the wing that can kind of, uh, be an effective ball handler. So that could be something we always talk about with Bryce. What do you do if you're not scoring in the game? Right. That's, that's kind of his, uh, his go-to what he, what he specializes in at the NBA level. It's going to be hard to average 18 points a game or whatever. Um, so what else do you bring to the table? That could be something, um, Charlotte has, uh, has linked him, inked him, excuse me, already to a two way contract. So it's expected nice. he's going to jump back and forth between the G league, uh, and the big league. Sounds about right. Um, uh, but they're saying with how well he played this summer, uh, they might act, upgrade him to a standard deal. So he might just wow. be a full part of the roster. Good for him. Um, playing out with there with, uh, Leangelo ball and Brady man. Lamello, you always get the balls mixed up box was it no it's not lamello lamello was the rookie of the year the one that's playing there yeah liangelo no, is the one that's playing the summer league that's what i'm saying he's playing summer league right oh now. i thought you meant like the actual With roster and Brady manic who's also not going to make the team nah, manic <laughs> yeah probably not great uh, college player though yeah and a, and a stretch four i mean i could see him eventually fighting his way into the league just uh not right yet. Not yet. Is, no, uh, no, probably no. not. No. Uh, but Bryce McGowan's uh, doing pretty well, and I'd like to see that. So he basically had a really good game, 17 points his first game, shot 2 of 14 in his second game. Oh, God. Uh, and then bounced back with a 24-point performance, very effective. So kind of up and down. I think that, you know, you'll see that with just about every player. Um, but we saw that with him here, too, in, in his college ball days. But... Man, that'd be nice to have a score in the league. Roby's solid, uh, and uh, and you know it's, it's, we'll see what he does down there. Delano Banton's been playing well. Delano Banton's done good in the summer league. 
had some minutes here and there, about 10, 12 minutes a game with the Raptors. I wouldn't say he's a scorer. It'd be nice to have a score. And Bryce, mm. I think, uh, obviously has more upside than anybody uh, with that. So that'll be kind of fun to follow as as we go on in in the summer and, and into the NBA season. But I want to talk some college football. We've, we've talked about it. We were going to have our Northwestern preview there on the Ticket Water Cooler as we're previewing every team leading up to the Big Ten uh, media days. And uh, now that we've uh, previewed all the teams that don't, aren't on the schedule, I should say, for Nebraska football. We can dive into the teams that are on the schedule and open up with Northwestern. I find this a, a little bit cool, too. Um, we've been talking about, for years, Northwestern's field. It's it's rough. It's tough. It's uh, it's not all that impressive compared to other Big Ten stadiums. Uh, well, thanks to a big donation from the Ryan family, um, they're actually going to... Uh, basically build the, the stadium from a new. Um, they're going to basically ground up new stadium. Ah. They're going to reduce uh, seating by 10,000. Uh, what? Yeah. What are they going from? Uh, I think they're around 55,000. Um, and they're downgrading from that? Let's see here. Let's see. Plans have yet to be unveiled, but the stadium will be built from the ground up and reduced by more than 10,000, the seating capacity of 47,000. So I think it's going from 47 down to about 37. Wow. Uh, which is already the lowest in the Big Ten. Yeah. But they don't sell out. So right. you know, maybe it's right. better to get a bit. Make know, it more look packed, bigger. Yeah. yeah make it look bigger than it environment. is. Yeah, right. Um, but for the next two years, they will be homeless because it's going to be difficult uh, for them after this season. This is their last season in the, the uh what is it? Well, I forget what it's called. Ryan Field um, for for how it currently is. So the next two years, they're going to play at Wrigley. That'll be cool. That will be cool. I'm surprised Wrigley is willing to do that. I guess uh, location-wise, it makes sense. But there's a, there's usually a game that's played at Wrigley, isn't there? Yeah, they usually isn't do like a, a specialty one or specialty. I don't think yeah. they have a bowl game right now, but they've done like Northwestern Illinois games and stuff like right, that. Right, 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 right. Um, but, uh, yeah, you would think maybe uh, – uh, it's also potentially that they could just go to Sh- Soldier Field and play where the Bears play. Either way, that'll We're be also cool. trying to move. Are they? Are they? Yeah, they're Soldier trying to Field? move to um, – That's right. I'm a little sad about that. I don't yeah. know where, where it's specifically, but they're trying to move. It's where the old horse track is. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember where, but yeah, they're trying to move too. So I don't know. Maybe you could stick them in the soldier field permanently, but I yeah. guess that kind of defeats the purpose of trying to get a smaller crowd. So, yeah. So that'll be kind of interesting as the years uh, go on. As for <laughs> this Northwestern team, you've heard it probably all summer. Nebraska should beat Northwestern over there in Ireland and Dublin, because this is not a very good Northwestern team, obviously coming off a three and nine season. Um, not, not, you know, it's, it's not completely, uh, like they don't have anything on their team, but they're they're pretty close to it. They're they lost struggling. Brandon Joseph, their star freshman All-American, transferred to Notre Dame, one of the biggest moves in the transfer portal. Yeah. Um, and so that's not going to help a defense that already struggled. They were 101st in the nation last season in total defense under first-year defensive coordinator Jim O'Neill. People will always throw out um, – you gotta you gotta expect Northwestern to be back because after a three and nine season, Pat Fitzgerald's always does well. Well, part of that is they usually have a quarterback in play um, to do well, and I don't know if they're in that position. We'll talk about that here in a second. The other part of that is they've always had Mike Hankowitz to turn around the defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't have him here. Um, he retired after a few years ago, and so Jim O'Neill 
Not a good first year. We'll see if they can get no, any better. No. Um, they allowed 213 yards per game on the ground. Of oh course, God. that stat's made worse because Nebraska <laughs> put up 427 <laughs> on the ground against them. Um, so maybe, but still, you're probably thinking around 200 yards a game. I, you know, I think that's generally what you want to get to if you're playing anybody. If you get 200 yards on the ground, you're going to win most games. Yeah, they're giving up 200 yards on the ground. That's yeah. uh, that's the opposite of that, obviously. Um, at quarterback, Pat Fitzgerald has praised redshirt freshman Brennan Sullivan coming out of spring. Ryan Halinski is expected probably to start out of the gate. Um, he started five games last season, finished with four touchdowns and three picks. Ooh. Kind of a uh, game manager role more than anything for Halinski. Right, right. They also weren't scoring. You know, all He's together. not managing much game. Yeah, there's not, <laughs> there's not much going on. Not much game uh, to manage. They've got a defense, decent running game, but that's about it. Uh, he, uh, Helensky, by the way, has a stronger arm, but Sullivan adds a running game element as he is a little bit fleet of foot. So Nebraska's defenses, maybe not specifically Shenander's, but over the years has struggled with mobile quarterbacks. I'm sure you've heard me bring it up and kind of <laughs> throw the fear out there. Um, it would be the first game action that Sullivan has, so it would be quite the surprise if he takes over. Not a highly heralded recruit or anything, um, but he is, uh, you know, that that is something to look out for. Is he could be more of a weapon than Brennan, excuse me, than Ryan Helensky is, who is often who was actually a pretty high-profile recruit as well, just hasn't turned out. Um, the offense has averaged 16.6 points per game last year that's 125th in the nation and Vanderbilt was the only worst power five team 16 points per game with that bad of a defense that's why when we say Northwestern was bad it's not like they were missing a piece here and there let me run through that again the offense averaged 16 points per game and was 101st in the nation in total defense so when you're thinking okay where where's their strength it's not either side of the ball. <laughs> so, and, uh, I mean, they got to get significantly better somewhere. And I don't think uh, transfer portal wise, they didn't really make any improvements. In, they they added a lot. I don't know. They're not any big names. Right, right. But, and I, I don't know how much your your recruits are really going to play into uh, effect at Northwestern. I just, it, all you're really telling me now, Bach, is that it would be egregious. And I use that word very lightly. Yeah. Very uh, very rarely do I use the word. It would be egregious for Nebraska to lose this game, and I and even the other blowback against or pushback, I guess you should say, against Pat Fitzgerald when he does turn around after having a bad season, he still started out slow. Like even that season yeah. when they won the Big Ten West and were the Big Ten West representative in the Big Ten championship game. They still start out what zero and three, one and two. They lost to an FCS opponent. They, exactly. Yeah. So uh, it's not like we're talking about a complete turnaround from day one. They're rearing to go and going to win the Big Ten West. This takes time at Northwestern. And, and to your point, I understand that there was one time that Pat's fair, Pat Fitzgerald went from worst to best. This is not that season. Like this is going to be a rough Northwestern team. Their rebuild is going to be about as long as Nebraska's right now, if not longer, because you're still playing at Northwestern. You're legitimately downgrading, and as a, a texter says in the text line, Northwestern is basically building a practice facility. Yeah. <laughs> I I just 
Well, it's going to be nicer. And it, it, it'll and be it, nice, but and it, it's been it's rough. It's a tough like playing surface. People right. get hurt there. Northwestern only u- almost uses it to their advantage, right? As they know they don't have uh, not going to have uh, the recruits or the athletic advantage. So um, that's long kind of been the the thought there. So I mean, it'll be a nicer field. It's just this is a complete rebuild, and without Mike Hankowitz there uh, for the defensive coordinator position, I mean that's again when you say Pat Fitzgerald's done it before. Mike Hankwitz was there, and and right. I just think I give a, a lot of times I just give these these defensive coordinators a lot of credit, like Phil Parker over there for for the longstanding uh, uh, Kirk Ferentz. I don't know what that looks like without him. You know, maybe it's right. it's completely different. You know, so it'll be th- interesting with Brent Pry outside of right, James, like James Franklin, like losing, and it, it's a big move. Yeah, Charlie McBride when he was a long time uh, coach here at Nebraska, he kind of wondered what the defense would look like after he left. Never quite as good. Um, so I mean, those coordinators can play a big role, as we know. I mean, that's pretty much the hype for this season for Nebraska right. is on the offensive it's side. Right. Um, but it's 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 going to be tough. Now, what they do have is one of the best tackles in the country. So when you're thinking about trying to keep Oshan Mathis nah, or, or Gary Nelson or one of these other right guys. There, yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, all Big Ten tackle Peter Skaronsky, yeah. former five-star, by the way, probably the highest heralded recruit they ever had, somewhat of a hometown kid, uh, is uh, is one of the best tackles, uh, the best uh, returning tackle in college football, actually, by pro fo- football focus. Wow. Uh, and uh, he's just he's just got a, got a cool story. His grandpa is a, a Hall of Fame guy for the uh, for uh, the Green Bay Packers. He's uh, He took over. Remember, he's started as a, as a freshman, uh, stepping in for Rashawn Slater, who ended up being a first-round pick yep. in 2020 as he opted out. Um, Skronsky has just kind of got it all. I mean, he's not your typical Northwestern underdog story. He's like a legitimate recruit that went to Northwestern and has developed uh, as they wanted him to. Um, so, I mean, he's the he's probably going to be the best player on the field, to be honest with you. I mean, he's, he's going to be like a top 15 pick in the draft is the expectation. Um, so they do have that going for them. On the other side, they got another pretty good tackle in his sixth year uh, in Ethan uh, Weirdeker. Um, but the inside of the line was tough. The, but they were able to get the run going here and there. And that's really the only avenue I see them challenging Nebraska. Evan Hole rushed for uh, 1,059 yards last season, also catching 33 passes out of the backfield. Maybe not so much that he's great out of the backfield, but hey, this guy can get some yards, giving the ball any way you can. Um, that's that's probably more so of it. Cam Porter returning. He was expected to start over Evan Hole last year. He, he had a torn ACL, so he had to sit out the whole year. Um, so those guys are guys to look out for. Malik Washington, probably their best leading returning receiver for his senior year, 578 yards last season. But again, you know, it's not much of a threat in the passing game. You don't worry too much about him. Uh, and then on defense, they, you know, they got some some playmakers. Bryce Gallagher, um, part of the former law firm, they had with a uh, a nice <laughs> nickname for their linebackers a few years ago. But uh, that was a few years back. He had 89 tackles last season. Coco Azima, 72 tackles from the safety position. Again, uh, would be great to have Brandon Joseph back. They don't. Um, and then uh, they've got a pretty good uh, pass rusher. Had four sacks last year. And Adabaware, but uh, um, you know, as you can tell, I can I can kind of try to prop these guys up as much as and I can. They tough. were all invisible in the Nebraska game last year. I mean, that was the one game Nebraska absolutely came out and dominated, and it wasn't the only game, although it was probably the worst game for Northwestern, it wasn't the only game they were dominated in. As you look back, uh, lost 47-14 to to Illinois, 32-14 to to Purdue, 35-7 to to Wisconsin. They did push Iowa, but Iowa 
pretty much game plans you to play close to them. Right. So it was 17 to 12. That was probably their best performance by, to be honest, of the season. 41, 14 lost to Minnesota, seven, 33 to seven lost to Michigan. They did beat Rutgers 21 to seven. Um, but, uh, and also played Michigan state, not too badly, 38 to 21 in the first game, still 17 point loss, but it kind of surprised You'll take people. it if you're Northwestern. <laughs> right. Um, but, uh, this year, when you look at their schedule, uh, they have Nebraska, obviously, in Dublin to start. They get the bye week then, which Nebraska does not get. Uh, and then they return with Duke, Southern Illinois, Miami of Ohio, um, all from Chicago, as this is Chicago's Big Ten team. Uh, their crossovers include Wisconsin at Iowa, so not or excuse me, they're in the Big Ten West. Their crossovers include um, Ohio State, so not any better. Uh, at, but they get that one at home, if it makes you feel any better. Uh, also <laughs> at Maryland, so maybe two will probably get to go off on them as well. Overall, I just I think it's going to be hard for this team um, in any way to get out. I mean, their, their hopes is a low <laughs> – their hopes basically is a lowly recruited – quarterback that they haven't seen that hasn't played a snap that I mean that's their their best hope probably for the season is that he is somehow better than what they've had remember a few years ago I mean they basically they just need to rent a quarterback when they rented Peyton Ramsey certainly helped them out but uh so that I think that's their hopes I just I I don't hope you beat Duke there's teams that there's there's publications that are picking Northwestern maybe to have a little bit of a rise um maybe beat out Illinois out, out of the bottom feet of the Big Ten West I don't see it no, I don't see it either. And talk about a game that might not even be televised: Duke versus Northwestern. My God, um, <laughs> there, Duke, that's, is, that's Duke is going to be really bad. One of the rare occasions where they say, "Well, you don't have uh, there's not uh, sixty thousand people there to watch a science experiment." I, I might be interested in the science experiment between Duke <laughs> and Northwestern a little more. I don't know about that. Smart but kids, smart kids. It's it's just fascinating, especially too if you look at ESPN's FPI, how they they choose who's going to win each side of the division or win the division of the Big Ten West, Nebraska's favored. And it starts with Northwestern. 29% chance to win the Big Ten West. If you lose this game against Northwest, like we knew last year was chaotic against Illinois. What was the score Northwestern Illinois last year again? Northwestern Illinois. Illinois beat them uh, 47 to 14. My God. This would be, and I know I've, I've defended Scott Frost Maybe to some people's dismay and, and frustration, but if you lose this game against Northwestern, this could reach disastrous proportions, Bach. I mean, like we're just we're trying to walk through it. I know you're trying to make these guys sound as good as they possibly can to maybe help Nebraska fans out if there is some type of letdown and there is some uh, a loss against Northwestern, but this would be bad. This would, like this, this would be, be yeah. this is like if you are Nebraska coming off of this three and nine disappointing season and you need a turnaround, this is the team you want to play. Yeah, it's the perfect match. Every team in the Big Ten, especially the Big Ten West, so you can start out your Big Ten record, your conference record at one and zero. If you want to play one team, it is legitimately Northwestern out of the entirety of the Big Ten, and if you if you lose this. It's it's going to be bad. Like we, it's going to be bad. Yeah. Again, I'll just run through these numbers that just are alarmingly bad for you. Sixteen point six points per game last year on My offense. God. It's one hundred twenty fifth. Uh, 177 passing yards per game. That's 111th. 321 total yards for that offense. That's 116th. Uh, on defense, they went from the fifth-ranked scoring defense under Mike Hankowitz two years ago to the 89th-ranked team, averaging or uh, giving up 29 points per game, 213 yards rushing on the ground per game. That's 
19th in the nation, oh 101st in total defense with 429.5 uh, yards per game. That's a lot. Negative uh, six turnover margin that ranked 106th. And I think they were 110th last year with plays over 40 or over 20 yards with just 44. So they don't have a they don't have big burst, big play potential. No. As you said, it's the perfect set up for you. I mean, you already have the confidence that you beat them. The only drawback is maybe that confidence is maybe somehow after being three and nine and not having, uh, uh, only having one conference win is that you would be arrogant into thinking that, you know, this team can't put a, a, a decent game together halfway across the world because you beat them so poorly. But I don't think so. I think the, I think Nebraska, um, probably is, is, you know, understanding, I hope the players and the, and the coaching staff is understanding um, that this is a get right year and this is a perfect setup for Take them to start to get right. Yeah. They're not going to be running on midseason form with this new offense and the defense has a, a, a pretty new look to it as well. Um, so this is not last year's game where you, you know, where you just. It should look like that on the scoreboard. It should look like that on the scoreboard. You hope so. At, like, legitimately, it should look like you should walk out of this game. And I want to do this, too. I talked about we're going to do this. Score predictions for this game. We could do it right now. We'll put them on the board just so we have them ready to go for this week zero game against Northwestern. The fact that this is, and it's considered a home game for Northwestern. Keep that in mind, this game in Ireland. The fact that Northwestern has agreed to play you in Ireland alone, like that you talk about the field and the conditions and week zero, like you're avoiding that if you're Nebraska. And I know it's you're going to yeah. be in a different time zone, a different location, but like you're not dealing with a, a rabid fan base, however you want to classify Northwestern's <laughs> fan base. You're not dealing with their field conditions. You're, you're, you're in Ireland, so the weather's going to be nice. Like everything is going perfect for you to win this game. I'm going to go with... Uh, Heyman Bean says losing to uh, losing to Northwestern would just be embarrassing. As well, we won't finish <laughs> that. But basically, Heyman Bean says that it would be very embarrassing. No, it would, and that's the thing too is Nebraska. For all that they were last year at three and nine, like you weren't a laughing stock. Teams took you seriously. I mean, we had oh, yeah. coaches even said before they would face off against Nebraska, like this is not a, a losing record team. Like this is a legitimate team. This is a good team. Like, if you drop to Northwestern in this game, it is embarrassing. And some serious changes need to be made. I don't know what needs to be made. I'm I'm not calling the shots here. We just get to talk about it on the radio. <laughs> and trust me, we'll have plenty to talk about if that happens. But uh, let's go into score predictions. I'm going to say, I just think because it's week zero, new coaching staff, new quarterback, it won't be as bad as last year. But I'm going to go 38-10 Nebraska. Yeah, I think that's solid. I mean, I, I even think that the, the, the they get things going. Um, I'll even go a little bit above that. I'll say 45 to 13. Um, 45, 13. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think, th I mean, you've got to expect a blowout. You've got to, and, and if, the, I, I mean, I guess, I guess it is what it is. You won three games last year. If you get a win anyway, halfway across the world, then more power to you. But if, if you struggle against this team, then you're going to be, like, seriously, you should be worried about, you know, how this thing gets get put together i will say again you shouldn't expect this team to be in mid-season form so there you know there is there's gonna be there. some kinks so yeah, there's gonna be yeah. some problems yeah, yeah, there's yeah. gonna be some things um that that aren't ready to roll but at the same time also if you run for 427 yards again against them again you won't know is, is our running game significantly better or 
is this just a terrible rush defense? So Which you're is not dangerous. You're not going to get all the answers out of no. this game, but you better come out of it one to zero. We talk about the gut you, punch you that, that the Illinois the Illinois game had. You have but, to. And Illinois again, for what it's worth, Illinois I know was not a good football team, but. Illinois destroyed Northwestern, had a win against Penn State, take what you want as the Week 0 game against Nebraska. Like They, they had some wins on the schedule, some games that they probably weren't, again, especially the Penn State game you weren't expected to win. Like that was a bad team, but this Northwestern team, like when we say they are bad, like they are the worst team in the Big Ten. Yeah, they are the worst team. That there is absolutely zero excuse to lose Northwestern at this point in time, especially if you if you're coaching for your job, if you're coaching for. I guess I don't even know what the players are, are working toward. Just to, relevancy would be the, for lack of better words, relevancy to show something. I mean, this should be a blowout. Texter says, "What's the Vegas line?" Last I checked, it was ten and a half for Nebraska. I I would not be surprised by game time for that to move up a little bit. Like fact, that, I, I don't think it'll stay. I think if you can get action on that, go ahead and get in on that. That's what I would do. Yeah. Um, just because it, I mean, it looks like a mismatch. It was a mismatch, mismatch last year. They're going to be in Ireland, so they're probably going to be a little bit distracted. They're going to have, you know, done a little bit. Uh, different time different zone. Different stuff. A little bit stressful. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, so there, there's always that. Uh, that sort of stuff from the outside that's that's going to happen. But, again, that's why we say, I mean, there's almost no excuse to not start 3-0. There's no excuse. Besides the fact there's that no you excuse. haven't won three games under Scott Frost. But, that, but that's the thing, too, is you, you, can't, you can't be using that as a pushback or an excuse. I understand that. But under the circumstances last year were a little bit different. The Illinois, I think you should have started three and zero last year. But you had a difficult schedule. Fine, you dealt with COVID issues. Your want whatever. Like everything is working in your favor this season to start three and zero. You could not have asked for a more favorable schedule at the Power Five level if you're starting out with a Power Five opponent because all every other team is going to be playing your two FCS or your, your group of five. <coughs> Excuse me. I understand all that, but. To get Northwestern week zero, especially in the spotlight, because it is in Ireland, it is going to be in prime time, like th- th- this is going to be a national attention game, and this is this is set up about as well as you could have asked for. I can't think of another team in the Big Ten you'd rather face. Oh, no, I, I don't Seriously. think there is. Uh, Maybe I'm- Indiana? Maybe I'd probably still lean toward. I mean, this is this was a, this is a rough team. Uh, let's head to the text line. Uh, so many times in Fitzgerald, not afraid of dual quarterback situations. So um, you do have to kind of think back to the Trevor Simeon, Kane Coulter days. Could maybe see a little bit of that with Trevor uh, Simeon. Nice. You like Trevor Simeon? I'm more of a Kane Coulter guy. You probably didn't watch those Northwestern teams, uh, but Kane Colton or Kane Coulter had uh, had some had some moves to him. Fortunately, beat Nebraska mm. uh, in one of the most upsetting games of the Bo Pelini era, but. That, yeah, they did run a two-quarterback <laughs> system. Um, so you could see that with Ryan Helensky and Brennan Sullivan. Again, though, if, if Brennan Sullivan even is their answer um, down the line, you wouldn't expect it in game one for a guy no. that's never played college football. No. Um, no. So that, it, that again, that, that goes into the embarrassment factor, right? Like right. If you're letting a guy in his first collegiate game, not even at his home turf, literally in a different country, and you lose hey, – come on. That, that'd bad. almost be as bad as losing to somebody in their first – the, the, like their first game with a backup quarterback, like Arthur Sitkowski or something. Oh, wait, no, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> I see how it is. Yeah, you see what I'm <laughs> I know exactly where you're going. That was here. a bad loss. That Illinois loss was bad, and that's uh, that certainly is the case. Uh, Downtown Scott says, always say Fat Fitzgerald instead of Fat Fitzgerald. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that does happen. That's I right. think Rico. Rico's a big fan of that, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
yeah. And and uh, Faisal Five Times says, I still can't get over Frost's comments last year after losing to Illinois. Yeah, you know, it, he never really did himself too many favors. No, no. Frost, as much as I say, like I said earlier, Martinez was a, is such a good podium guy. Frost ran out of answers <laughs> by the end of the year. And a lot of times it's like, dude, those are thoughts you should keep to yourself. <laughs> like, yeah, don't don't publicize this. I wouldn't this. share that you no. didn't prepare for any other front besides the t- just guessing uh, what you saw from the spring game. Uh, and Disc Golf Jake says, yeah, Simeon was awesome until he got to Denver. Hey, he was a pro bowler. In Denver, right? I think he was Denver, I think. <laughs> I'm not entirely positive. I think that's I know he was pro started. Is he in the USFL <laughs> or no? No, that was no. Paxton Lynch. Paxton Lynch. I think there was another former Northwestern quarterback in there. Well, Paxton uh, Lynch well. was uh, Memphis with good old Justin Fuente. Your boy, Bach. There we go. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, we will uh, we'll get to some of your comments and also get to this. Florida State, kind of the, the, the latest rumors now, are Florida State looking to get out of the ACC and might even consider joining Boo. the Big Ten. Boo. How would that be as an addition for the Big Ten? We'll talk about that next year on The Block on 93.7 The Ticket.